0: This is Empowered Human Academy. Welcome home.
1: This is about love. This is about light. This is about the idea that you, you, contain everything you will ever need. And this
0: life of yours, this is where you expand, you grow, and you remember who you
1: are. I'm Abe. I'm Isaac. In Empowered Human Academy, we join with humans of all kinds to feel the inspiration that can only come from empowered living.
0: The stories you hear today are unique, but the energy? The energy you hear today is yours, too. So, with hearts wide open, let's begin. Thank you for being here. Hey crew, this episode is pay what feels good. Rather than pulling in sponsors and paid advertisements, we are excited to try something different. I'll talk more about this at the very end of this episode, or you could read more at empoweredhumanacademy.com. Hello, Empowered Humans, and welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're feeling,
1: we hope this episode might be a deep exhale in your day. Our guest today is the incredibly talented love photographer, Chewie Rodriguez. I first met Chewy at a photography workshop back in 2018 and immediately knew he was special. I was so blown away by his art that I asked him to photograph my 30th birthday party last year, and I'm so grateful he was the one to capture that milestone for me.
0: Chewy is not only a gifted photographer, but he's also gifted at creating safe spaces for his clients to be completely open and vulnerable. You can find him on Instagram, at Photo, and we'll also include his info in the show notes so you can take a deep dive into his incredible work. In this conversation, we discuss becoming your authentic self, doing what you want to do
1: before you know how to do it, and building confidence in your craft. Chewy's unique blend of tenderness and confidence is truly inspiring, and we know you're going to love him as much as we do. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowered Human Academy Conversations. I'm Abe and this is Isaac. Today we are chatting with my good friend, our good friend, uh, Chewie Rodriguez. He is an amazing photographer in person. I find so much inspiration through him and by him, through his art, through the way he shows up in the world. Um, and we're just so excited to have you on here, Chewie.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having
0: me. What an introduction. That is amazing. <laughs> I am honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, we're going to let you introduce yourself further with the opening question. When talking about who people are and what people do, we often start with what people do. But I think it's often more interesting to, to ask, what identity words do you choose for yourself? When you think about who you are as a person, not about how you present to the world or anything else like that, what words do you think about? Who are you internally? Who are you to yourself?
2: Oh, man, a beautiful question. I would say I am, for one, an artist. Like I always want to consider myself as an artist, Like right off the bat family man, charismatic. And those are the words that honestly come to my mind when you guys mentioned that. No one's ever asked me that question, which is amazing. But yeah, for sure, for one, family man, that's the top priority for sure. Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. comes artist, and then comes charismatic.
0: I'm super interested about all of those. Let's start with the most important. Like, What is your relationship to the idea of family, both abstractly and then what does that practically mean for you? Yeah, so with family, I mean... For one,
2: I'm I'm the only boy in my family. I was uh, raised with three sisters, one older, two younger. And so growing up in a Mexican household, obviously my, my dad was always the one at, w- at work, still is. Uh, my mom was always the one raising us, doing her thing, cooking, working, doing all of the above kind of thing. And so growing up, that was kind of the image that she like painted out for us of, you know, family meaning everything to us. Uh, Now, obviously, you know, as we grow up with our siblings and whatnot, you have your fights and all that good stuff. But now as we got older and, you know, we we live in separate households and all that, but we still keep in touch that all the fights that we had now, we just kind of like, just look at it as like, oh, do you remember this time? Do you remember this time? And so it's just almost a nostalgic feeling when we come together because it's just, this moment of us just sharing these memories and then building new memories from that. And so I mentioned that as it being my priority because now everything that I do, whether it's whatever it is I'm creating, whether it's photographing a couple, tattooing them, whatever it is, everything I'm doing is for my family. And I think that's where I pull from my dad's part where he's always been at work, just constantly working that nine to five job kind of thing overtime and all that stuff and him just providing for the family Mm. and I remember when I presented him with the news that we were expecting with our first son he was like okay well like you know what you have to do now and I said yeah I I think so just with a smile on my face like yeah you have to work like it's no longer about you anymore Mm. Uh, at first it was about like you and your wife but now it's you know you have someone else that you have to provide for and so that's something that like was instilled in his mind. I mean, he, he was born in Mexico. So him growing up working at like seven years old and helping his dad with the farm and all that stuff, like he's just been on that work ethic his whole life. And so I think that's where I pull that work ethic from and just wanting to do everything for my family.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's beautiful. Mm. Can you, so, okay. So, so artist was your second thing and I'm curious about how these tie together because artistry, like creative expression, right. comes from like a place within, right. Mm -hmm. And, and to be, so so can you talk me through what it feels like to be like, so aligned with yourself that you are producing what is yours, knowing that it is in some ways, in many ways, in service of like a thing that's bigger than you.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, with, with it being, so like, as I mentioned, like the, the three big things that I just was the first thing that came out of my mind, which is when Mm -hmm. you mentioned that. So the whole charismatic part of me being an artist, like that, I think comes with time with Mm -hmm. finding yourself as an artist. That's important. Mm -hmm. I think even myself, when I'm creating, whether it being with my couples, um, different subjects, whether I'm tattooing, whatever it is, I think it's a constant journey of just you're finding yourself as an artist. And Mm -hmm. so when the whole charismatic part came in, when I just like, when you mentioned that question and I just said it, I was like, yeah, I think like after some time, once you kind of have like your, you hone in on your skills and you practice it so much, you start feeling confident in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where like the true self of like who you are as an artist just like comes out Mm -hmm. and, I mean, my whole life, my parents have always been like, well, you know, you're A, B, and C, like you're just, you know, your smile lights up a room kind of thing. I'm like, oh, well, I was always more so on the introverted side. I think as an, as an artist, you just kind of like, you're in the corner. I always tell people, like, if you don't talk to me, if I'm in a coffee shop and we're all together, but like, you don't conversate with me, I'm just going to be in the corner, like still doing my thing, but I'm never afraid to smile at someone. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of where the charismatic part comes in, especially now with me being as an artist and loving what I do and being so Mm -hmm. passionate about what I do. I think that's like, like no one can compete with that. You know, if you're passionate Mm -hmm. with it and I'm going against someone else who is like, we're kind of like head to head kind of thing, which I I never compare myself to anyone, but let's say in that scenario kind of thing. And this person is just like working for, you know, just working to provide for X, Y, Z kind of thing. But for me, like, I'm doing it because I'm so passionate about who I'm creating with, whether it's tattooing someone physically or creating with them with my camera and just mm. coming up with a piece together, a masterpiece together. That's mm. where it, it just all kind of like just ties in together of who I am.
1: Hmm. There's so many things I want to dissect. And this this <laughs> yes. whole conversation series was uh, designed and created to um, give people the perspective of the human behind um, the face, right? You know, the artist, the CEO, the doctor, um, while also understanding how their journey of, of becoming who they are, um, what it looked like, because it looks so different for all of us. And I think we have so much to learn from one another that this is a beautiful opportunity to, uh, to share people's stories and how they overcome, you know, self-doubt or finding their, finding their niche or finding their, their voice in whatever capacity that will look like, that does look like. So you're an incredible artist. And I'm always so inspired. Like you picked up tattooing a couple years ago, right? It's only been a couple years. Yeah, yeah, about
2: to reach my two year mark. Yeah,
1: two years, and and the tattoos that you create are just fucking insane. And I'm like, (laughs) how? Like, this is so amazing. So when you say like, I, I can sense and I can feel the passion in your art, um, your photos. We've hired you to do our photos. You, you did my 30th birthday party. We met at a, met at a photo retreat. I want to know, um, and I want you to share a little bit about how your confidence has kind of grown as an artist since you began and kind of share with me the journey of maybe the ups and downs along the way. Because like you said, the yeah. more experience you get, the more charism- charismatic you get and confident in your work. Were you always confident? What did, what did that look like?
2: So I guess I I'd love that you mentioned our timing mm-hmm. together of how long we've known each other for. Yeah. I think I wanna start off with that in particular because you mentioned that we met at a photo retreat. And so this was very early on into my photography journey and people were asking me to speak at these photo retreats. And it was something that for one, like I mentioned earlier, like if, if I'm not talking or like presenting something in a room, like I'm usually not one to like talk, I'm more introverted and I like being that way. Like, I have my own private studio here in LA and I love it that way. There's usually in a tattoo shop, you would, you know, assume that there's other people around to bounce ideas off of each other. And then, you know, but this is how I, I enjoy it. Like I enjoy my space for my thoughts, whatever those thoughts are at the time. And so when I was asked to speak at these photo retreats and kind of finding myself through this journey and just making myself uncomfortable in situations that I knew would exponentially like have this growth as an artist you know because back then I would just label myself as a photographer Uh, back then I wasn't even tattooing or anything like that and so when I took that on honestly like I didn't know what I was going to teach on or talk about because in my mind I'm like I never want to put myself on this like pedestal or like hey I'm higher than you I am like a teacher and you're the student. Like that's never the case. Like I always especially now with like me having my own retreats and the way I see it is like we're all coming to the space just creating together. Whether it's you're presenting something that you want to talk on and then we just kind of bounce off that. And then vice versa with you guys it's just like a room where we just like vibe together. And when we met, I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to teach on. Like I was slowly presenting myself into the more of like expressing like fine art nude into like the couple's photography. Uh, Back then I didn't see, I wasn't seeing anyone else creating that kind of photography wise, you know, I I would see it across like other like old ancient like paintings, Renaissance and all that stuff, but never into the photography world. At least I was never aware of it. And so when I started presenting that into my work, it's where I started noticing, okay, I'm really passionate about diving deeper into I, I, I'm always, I always get stuck on saying this word vulner, vulnerability yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I always get <laughs> a tongue twist on that but if I'm able to create that space where literally my couples can bear all we can have a conversation while my couples are are naked that's like it's just a very beautiful thing to do you know and so Go, going off of, off of your question of like finding that growth and the confidence and all that, that, that all came through like just trials, man. Like, even mm-hmm. if you would never see it, like in my face, like if we weren't like in that space, when I was there at the retreat, like I'm going to put on like a show, like, Hey, like, <laughs> even though if, I don't know what's going on in here, like, I'm going to do the best that I can to make sure that you get something for me, at least a piece of my heart that goes with you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, luckily it's like, this is a relationship that we built over the years. I've got a chance Mm -hmm. to photograph you two together, your 30th birthday party. and That's a a phenomenal thing, you know? And so, yeah, it's just been a very beautiful journey and I've enjoyed all the ups and downs that come with it. Even Mm -hmm. if I have, like, it's, it's crazy. Like I'll, I'll be very blunt and honest with you. I just announced that I was going out to Texas to do an elopement. Usually when I go out to these places, I book out a couple extra days just in case if, you know, anyone like bites, you know, that wants to book something with me, whether it be in tattooing or photography. And I I received so many inquiries with it. And every time I would just like send over my pricing, send over my pricing, literally I would send one over and I would receive a new inquiry. And I was just like all my emails all day, just responding to people. And it almost became like clockwork. Like for me, I don't have anything automated. I prefer to like literally have a personal experience with every single one of my couples. And I'm always the one behind the, you know, the screen behind the phone, just emailing them, texting them, whatever it is. And so I was sending them over and then I would get a new one and it just came like clockwork. All day I was on my computer doing that. And I was like, man, this feels really good to get all of these inquiries coming in. And so I would send out my pricing, but then some like literally all the emails would just be like, oh, we appreciate your work. Uh, We understand like your pricing, but it's out of our price range right now. And so, you know, we're like, maybe next time, maybe next time. That's all I kept getting. And instead of, I feel like early, early Chewy, like back when like we met, I would, I would be like, man, like this sucks. Like everyone is saying no. And like, but when I was presenting, when I was emailing back saying that it's okay, like, I understand maybe next time kind of thing. I was like, okay, like I just moved on to the next one. And I was like, okay, let's let's see. I was hopeful that hmm. someone would say yes, or at least one person, two couples, whatever it is. I just wanted that yes. And so all day I was doing that until I heard a couple of yeses, and I was like, man, like I don't know what it was about that entire day that I felt really good, even if people were saying no to me. I was like, oh, it's okay, like. It's part of the journey. Like totally. not not everyone is going to get the chance to to create for whatever reason, but I know that there will be that one yes that someone will say to you, and that felt amazing. Like I just I felt on top of the world when that couple was like yes, like and then I found the other couple that said yes, we'll create, and I was like man, like this feels really
1: nice. Totally. So you mentioned you mentioned a previous version of you would definitely like feel bad along the way when people would say now how did you build up this muscle of resiliency for when you um, got said no to or when you faced different challenges in your business i
2: think I think it was the start of creating more of the intimate photography that I was you know diving into and getting uncomfortable with with that photographing couples in this you know scenario or this space where no one ever gets a chance to see. And it's, you know, it's interesting because they're like, well, so many people would question that. Like, why are you photographing couples naked? Are you gearing towards like pornography? Like, what is your end goal with this? I'm like, I don't have an end goal yet. Like I'm literally just like running with it. I always tell people I'm running with this. Like for one, I never knew photography was gonna take off the way that it did for me. Knock on wood, it's still, it's still thriving and it's a very beautiful feeling. I was like, man, like this feels so good to be in this space creating something as an artist. And as I started diving deeper into shooting more of the intimate photography, so many people were like, I would get so much backlash on it because mm. I think people understood the type of art that I was creating. And I, for me, the way that I see it, I'm, I'm not creating art for anybody else, but mm. the who hire me to create art for them. You know, that's the, that's the space that I've created with my people. Like usually like no one will ever, like people like on my Instagram captions, they'll get a little glimpse of like what we did or what we said when we were talking and what I took back from it, you know? But not everyone gets the chance to actually dive in deeper into like, well, this is the entire story of like what Hmm. happened. It's usually, I leave it open for discussion, you know? And that's the beautiful thing about art is that you go to a museum and it could be, us three in a room looking at a painting and we're all going to take different things away from it. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's how I I view my art. And so with the challenges that came with that, uh, for one, I always tell people too, uh, my very good friend, Henry, Henry's diary, we always, he's always saying, man, like every time we meet up, since he's in Seattle and I'm in LA, every time we meet up, he's like, who hates you this time? And so Mm it kind of become a, a joke because every single time that we would meet up, like for one, like, I don't, again, I came into industry for, for myself, for the art that I wanted to create with the people that booked me that are able to, you know, they, they pay for a session, an elopement. And that's what helps me provide for my family. Again, the top of my priority. And so with that, it's the whole, like, if you funk with me, I funk with you kind of thing. And that's how I came into it, into the industry. That, that was my entire mindset. And that I didn't care about anything else about what other people said. And so I kind of have built this, like, I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm sorry. I hope I can cuss on here. No,
1: you can definitely <laughs> cuss for sure. You know, yeah, yeah, I love
2: <laughs> it. So I've, I've created that kind of like mindset moving forward with like, why I don't give a fuck about what other people think about me. Because I only, I only care about the people who book me, who truly believe in my art. You know, everyone else can, you know, go about their business or can dissect my work however they want to you know, whether they like it or not, whether they like me or not kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. that kind of built that, that muscle for me, that strength, that well, I know that I'm not going to be able to please everyone. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is, no matter how much I try to be. And that's kind of where the whole charismatic thing comes. Like, I'm not, I'm not a rude guy. Like we were in the room, like, yeah, I want to give you guys a hug. I was raised with three sisters. So I feel like I'm a huge, like, Softy for one, like I'm super sensitive. Like I'll cry at any point, you know. (laughs) But it's just because I care, I generally care about a lot of people. But I know that Mm -hmm. with the mindset I've created with like, well, this is the way it is, this is the way that like I see myself. And I think it's just like the the OCD that I have with like the way that I see the world, the way that I want Mm -hmm. to um, Mm -hmm. visually photograph or create something. I'm so stuck on that vision that I'm not going to stop until I create that. I think that's Mm. like muscle of like, I'm not going to stop for
1: anything for anybody until I create this. Amazing. Two questions um, regarding the things that you just said. The first, a lot of people struggle with not being able to truly show up as themselves, whether it be in their art or in their job or what they say or how they present themselves because they're scared of people giving um, them slack or or not connecting to the people in their life. What has helped you align your actions in an authentic way in your art, in your life, how you raise your family? Um, that has led to you becoming more confident um, with not giving a fuck about what other people think.
2: I think being resilient in what you want for the longest time. Like I mentioned, me growing up in a Mexican household, like art was out of the question for me. Like that was never like a thing that like my parents would be like, Hey, like do this. My mom more so she's more of like, you know, she, she basically raised us, you know, my dad as well too. But again, mentioning him being at work the entire time we had simple conversations, but his mindset was always like, you go to work to provide for your family, but you have to get a good job. Me, you have to go to college. You have to do this. You have to get a scholarship. You have to do all that. You have to do something that's super high and into whether it being like a lawyer or a doctor, whatever it is in this high field, um, thinking that this is the way of life kind of thing, you know? And so while that's not bad at all, because that was the direction that I was going into, I had a scholarship. I was in a pre-med option. I was going to school to be a cardiac surgeon in pediatrics, and I was shadowing doctors. And right before my first open heart surgery that I was going to go into to shadow the doctor. I remember I called him and I told him, Hey, like, I don't think this is for me. Like, I don't think I can do this. Um, This isn't about you, but I think it's more, I think I was coming into it for the mindset of money. Why I genuinely care about people and I want to help, especially in the pediatrics field. I know that I could probably do something else with my life that I can actually genuinely help people, uh, whatever that may be. And he told me something that I'll never forget. And he told me, I'm glad that you figured this out very early on. He said, Like he was at the time, what, like I think 63 or something like that. He was like Mm -hmm. approaching retirement and he told me if I can go back and change my life or change my major, I would. And I was like, man, like this guy was like pulling in a Bentley. I remember when we went to like Taco Bell in his Bentley (laughs) for lunch (laughs) one day. And I was like, man, this is nice. He told me about this very lavish lifestyle that he had. And yeah, to, to have him tell me that. I was like, whoa, that was the major wake up call for me that I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to like focus on myself and do this, whether my family likes it or not. And so when I told my family that I was going to be an artist, um, now at the time I was already married. So therefore, like my dad's mindset was also to, once you're married, you're out of my nest. Like, you know, you, you're like, you're off, you know, Yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> cut off kind of thing. Um, and so, Once I was like, I flew away and with, with a nest and I, when I got married, my son was four months old and had baptized him in the church and got married in same day and all that stuff. Very beautiful moment. I told my wife, like, I always have these crazy ideas that I want to do X, Y, and Z all at the same time. And so when I presented to her that I was going to be an artist, she was like, oh, like, well, you know, I think when people get the mindset of like you being an artist, they immediately think of like the struggling artist. you know, like, where are we going to live? what are you going to do kind of thing? And so that was, I think her mindset at first, my mindset for sure. I was like, man, like we're going to struggle for some time, but I'm willing to do this. And I think that once I was like, for one, like my rock bottom, I feel like was having a wife usually. So this is kind of like, at least my thought process was Mm -hmm. that when I assume like when you get married, right, you you move into your, your home and you enjoy life in your new home, new wife, new husband, whatever the case may be, and you just enjoy life with your partner. And so that wasn't the case for me. We got married, baptized my son. We, did, we had to hold off on our honeymoon and went straight to my mother-in-law's house into the extra bedroom that we had. So we didn't have a honeymoon for some time uh, and it was just that hurt especially with like the mindset that my dad had with like, well, now you have to provide for your family. I'm like, dang, like I just mentioned to her that I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> I'm going to do this and I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. And so I think that was like my ultimate rock bottom, my rock bottom, even before like I got into the industry, this was like, mm. th- that's where I felt like, dang, this is the worst that I've ever felt in my life. And I never want to feel like that ever again. And so- mm when I'm creating and just, you know, interacting with my couples, um, subjects that I'm tattooing, I always have that mindset in the back of my head. It's like, I never want to go to that feeling. Like I never want to feel that way ever again. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes to not be in that place ever again. So thankfully, four years later, it it has helped me get to, you know, thankfully where I'm at now in my art journey.
1: Hmm. That's a really powerful story. And even harpening back to what you said about you knowing that you don't want to be like this and you, you know, it's probably inspired you to continue building and building because not out of a sense of like, you don't want to go back, but like, you know what it feels like to like feel in your, in your flow and in your power now that you've, you know, been in this journey long enough. Mm -hmm. And part of what excites me about your journey is I see, and, and the reason why, a reason why I wanted to interview you. Uh, for this series is because you speak boldly what you want without like being ashamed of it, at least from, you know, an outsider's perspective. Like one of the things that I recall you posting and talking about is how you want to either tattoo or create something with Will Smith. Right. And like speaking that out loud and like, that is something that is you're inspired to do. And I just find that so beautiful because it's sometimes so hard for us to even speak aloud what we want, in fear that another person might say, "Well, it's too much," or like you know, whether it be you want to create with Will Smith or you want five puppies or you want to be rich or whatever it is, we we've yeah. like limited ourselves and boxed ourselves into what we can speak about. And like what I appreciate about you is your openness to be like, "I'm going to create with Will Smith because he's an inspiration, and I will get there." Like, tell me about that mindset.
2: I think you you definitely like hit it where like a lot of people get scared with. Sharing their dreams because they feel like if I say this, well, who, like, they, they immediately start thinking of, like, well, what's like my family gonna think? They mm-hmm. never think about how they feel. They feel it in here, mm-hmm. but they never feel like they, they immediately start thinking, well, what, what's this person gonna think? What's this person? What's my wife, husband, partner is whatever it is. They immediately start thinking about like other people, other than themselves. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to learn that early on, especially I got married very early. My son was—I was very young. I'm the only one within like my friends group who now, thankfully, we have we'll have another baby come in and soon. Either this week or next week. Amazing! Uh, so thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm the only one that like got married, now had a baby, and so I had to grow up really quick. I had to mature really fast, and so I knew that I I can't I can't keep like thinking about what other people want. I have to think for myself <laughs> and. It's not that I'm being selfish, it's like, now I have to provide, and that's the mindset that I have. Now, and for people who are going to be listening to this who aren't in the same shoes as I am, whether they, you know, if they're single or whatever the case may be, like, you have to be selfish for you, you know, you have to think about yourself, especially in this day and age, like, it's just like, you just have to be selfish for yourself and think about yourself think about your future think about what you want to do especially if you're going to dive in deeper into the art field because you're alone for the most for the majority of the time you know like I mentioned I'm alone here in my studio but that's the way that I prefer it because I enjoy processing things going over things beating myself up in here because ideas that I was thinking of didn't work but that's okay because that's part of my journey and so when I mentioned that I'm going to create with Will Smith one day. Like I generally think that I'm going to make that happen. For one, I love that he has jumped on the whole social media train because for the longest time he wasn't on social media. And then when he came out, I was like, man, this is really cool. I just love watching whatever he's creating. And I'm like, I know that. With the passion that I have and the mindset, like you mentioned, I just mention things out so boldly because I know that if I keep them in here, like they're only going to stay in here and here. Mm-hmm. But I know mm-hmm. that if I really say it, like you hold me accountable to a certain extent. Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: I just say it like it's like the back of my hand. I just say it without even thinking because I know it's going to happen. But sometimes I forget that I say these things. I'm like, well, I have to live up to this. I have to do this. I'm going to do this.
0: Absolutely. That's amazing. I want to know, I wanted to keep talking about this because a couple of minutes ago, you you said, I, mean, I brought it down, you said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. And I'm curious about that, like that kind of knowing, I don't want to put too many words to it, but I'm, can you tell me more about that uh, feeling or that self-knowledge and how, like what your relationship is to that?
1: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, i I always have, I, I have this like mindset of like, I know what I want in life. I know what I want to do in my life to provide for me. And not only my immediate family, but like my parents and family and just continue like, like just taking care of them. They've taken care of me for so long. But the minute I left that nest, I was like, okay, now I have to go out there and work. And now I have to provide for them. It's just something that I think very early on, I was like one day, and I think that was like the mindset as well too, going into wanting to do something with pediatrics and being a heart surgeon and all that, I remember Googling like what was the highest paid like surgeon at the time. And, you know, I saw that pediatrics, they made like over half a million dollars or whatever. And so I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I focused my life on doing that because I knew that, okay, if I have X amount of money, I know that I can take my dad off of work, my mom out of work and X, Y, and Z. Now I get to provide for them and live this lifestyle that I think I've, I've always felt that I want to live kind of thing, whether it be like the nice cars, nice house, whatever. And so that that's kind of the the mindset that I still have to today. Like I'm, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I mentioned that numerous times. I just don't know what I'm gonna do because I'm still running with this. I I'm enjoying that. You know, as much as I have like all these things like already in line with my vision of what I'm doing. And especially like the beautiful thing about like being an artist is that the minute you envision something and then you create it, you feel really good about it. And so you're like, cool, if I can knock this down, what's the next goal and what's next, this, this next one and the next one. And you just start tackling all these things down and start checking things off. And you're like, cool. Now I'm at this point in my life. Now let's continue or let's expand on this goals list that we have. And let's build that up even bigger. And now let's go after that one like for you, Abe, like the minute that you started posting like all of your eight minus a hundred and following that journey, like, man, Mm. that's so beautiful. Like, thank you. I I get emotional just thinking about it, man, because like your journey into doing that and being so vulnerable into like sharing like what, like the journey that you've dealt with, man, like, it's just Mm. a very beautiful thing. And for me, like, you know, I have my son now. So like I've, I've built like the dad bod kind of caught out. I, I never thought that was a thing. And so I was like, man, like it really is a thing. And then like <laughs> with my wife being like pregnant and I mean, at a point of her pregnancy, she just absolutely loved like just binge eating. And I'm like, hell yeah, like this is where we're vibing at. And so I'm like, let's <laughs> put, put the wings, let's do this. Yes. Especially during like quarantine, oh, I'm totally. like, cool, like no one's going to see me, whatever. And so like all the weight that I... I had lost. I gained it right back. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely love when you post your post about like a minus hundred. Like no matter where you guys are at, you guys are road tripping. You're out there doing push ups. I'm like, yeah, man, there is literally no excuse to why people, like especially myself, saying ah, like it's like for example, here we have the fires going on like in mm-hmm. two directions, um, one coming from the Inland Empire and then one near LA, like heading towards where Yosemite's at. And so all the is just kind of covering all of like where we live. And so I wake up, I'm like, ah, it's too smoky. The air quality is bad. I can't go running. But then it's like, I look at your post and it's like, there's no fucking excuse. Like you get up and go, like I put on my face mask and I got to go run. And so after this mm-hmm. call, I'm going to put on my face mask and go run. And in, in amazing air quality that we have here in LA. But totally. And it's just like, like I mentioned, it's, it's these goals that you start, like you, Visually see something, you may not see that first because again, you're running with it. You're just going and you're just chugging along, but then you take down this milestone and then this one and then this one, and you're like, "Man, like I really am." And you start seeing the difference. You start feeling better. You're like, "Okay, here's the next one and
1: here's that." Totally. And it's it's the act of creation, right? It's the more you create, the life that you love and the life that you're excited about through trial and error through different seasons, you get to know yourself more along the way. Like there are some seasons where, where I binge eat a lot more than other seasons, but what, what are, what am I collectively and what am I compounding on top of one another? And that's like creating a healthy, beautiful life. And I think that's why the things that we're doing in our life and what you're doing with your art is sustainable because it's not like you're like, okay, I got my, uh, my first nude client or like I did my first tattoo. Like it continue. you have to continue creating Um, the, the, the thought expansion, like expansion, the word expansion came to me today and everything expansion of like your energy of your art of, of your soul of open the, this opening sense that uh, we all have within us. And I've seen that in your art because you started, you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago. And then I just see it expanding. And, and like you said, once you start feeling it, the more confidently you can navigate it, right? So you see I see that in your art all the time. And I think that's really beautiful because there's no really end. And that's why like this is such an important conversation because you're two and a half years, three years, however long into photography and, and and tattooing, and even, you know, sooner, I mean, less time than with tattooing, right? And you're just beginning. And what are you most you said you don't really necessarily know what what's happening that happening next. How do you see the world and how does your art kind of connect with that in what you're excited to create?
2: In terms of like seeing the world, man, like especially I think this year alone, like just like opened just everyone's eyes up in terms of like my art meshing with that. For me, like when I first got into photography and even again, going back to like, it's crazy. Like the more that I'm talking to you guys about this, I just like can't help but start thinking about like my parents and like how they raised me and like every single value that they instilled into me. And I remember like my grandmother and my mom always telling me like, I don't care like who it is. Like you, i I better ne- like I've never, I would, I hope to never see like any of you. And if she was talking to like me and my sisters and all that stuff, you know, talking down on anyone, like you're all same level. I don't care like what skin color, who they love and um, she even told me like i would always like tell her like oh like what if i married like this ethnicity or this one and, and this one and she was like i don't care who you love like i'm gonna open i'm gonna like welcome them in with open arms and that's just the way it is like as long as they treat you well and you treat them well like that's it like i'm happy and so now that i think about it, that's always what i've i've viewed the world as is that like i always put myself in people's shoes. Um, even when I'm creating with them, uh, I always just like, yeah, I just like, okay, I'm in your space now. Even though I always say I create this space with them, mm-hmm. I mold myself to the space that I'm entering because I want to, I want to see what it's like in your shoes. I want mm-hmm. to have these conversations with you that you may not necessarily like have openly with anybody else but I want to create this space where you can, and you can break that. I can break down that wall and we can just have these open conversations and just have it that way, you know, where it doesn't matter what skin color you are, who you love, um, you know, what, whatever journey you are in life. Like the way that I see the world is that it's just through love, honestly, man, especially, I know it's like, it may sound a little cliche because like of what, I, of what I do in my life with like photographing love is that that, even when like the world was just like coming to an end. It seemed like, man, like mm-hmm. first you got hit with the whole coronavirus and then it started this entire movement of Black Lives Matter. And it's just like this, like just now this journey of like everyone just being awake and just woke about like everything. Like I, I never lost hope in love mm-hmm. is that even when I, I photographed this couple in LA right before a protest happened and this was the african-american couple the black couple that i posted onto my feed and he, he's a, an albino and yeah and it was just a beautiful like story that we created together um we we mixed in a little bit of like what the movement was that it was literally it just like all worked out uh, for years we were trying to come up with a day to. To create, but then my my schedule was busy. Their schedule was busy as well too. And then it just happened that this one day during the entire like movement of everything happening, we start we decided to create and we created. And literally, when we walked out of the elevator and out the front doors, we saw like a protest happening. Now I never actually like go to one of the protests and just seeing that we we were just like like standing like you know shoulder to shoulder and just watching like everyone. Just come together man like I I saw so many like just different colors of people different forms and I think it's just like it's almost like you know when you go to like a therapist and then they put up the cart Mm -hmm. and it just shows like just the object like what do you see like that's how like I I guess I view the world and it's just like almost like objects I just like I don't see anything else like I don't see my wife always tells me like, oh, you shouldn't say that. But it's like, for me, it's like, I don't see like color. I don't see like, it, and I hope like I make sense when I say that. Because yeah, yeah. The way that I mean it is, it's like, I just love all types of people, no matter like who you are, no matter who you love, no matter what color you are, etc. cetera. Like, I just want to love on you, you know, and mm-hmm. just like, give you a hug, whatever it is that you're going through. Because some of the times when I'm photographing my couples, like, we share some like really deep shit that like. Mm-hmm. people think that like we go into these shoots and that's what I love so much about my art is that like outsiders who like don't know what's going on within this think that's oh like it's getting really steamy in there like they're really like doing this but it's like man like sometimes we just go like we share tears laughs and, and then we turn on like we turn up the heat with like photos and or we just even if they're like in a very sexy pose they'll immediately start like laughing into. So many like different, we'll just go into so many different conversations on that. And so that's the way that like I view my art meshing in with the world is that I never lost hope in that even with like everything happening, there was still like, I-, I always looked forward to creating and I was always so passionate about just going to a shoot because I knew that the minute I started, like I picked up my camera because obviously I have so much love for this tool that just like, has led me to you guys um, mm-hmm. to into the world that I live it's like man, like I just block out the entire world for a matter of two hours you know like whatever's happening outside I leave it there and we just like into this space and I just put myself in in their shoes and we just create for who we are and and then when I get the chance to come back to my studio in, and then edit everything. And that's really where like I strive at. We're like, I'm sitting in posts and I'm just like ah, in, in dead silence editing and then presenting it to the world. We're like Instagram, like social media is such a powerful tool. And so when I get a chance to share that, it's like, man, like I love just like reading the comments of what people are just taking away from it. And then it's always a beautiful thing when I see my couples also engaging with whoever's commenting on their to they like the comments they'll text me, they'll call me and be like, I'm in tears. Like, this is what's Mm. like so beautiful. We never thought our love could be presented in this way. And you've Mm. shown that through your eye. And it's just, Mm. yeah, it's a very beautiful thing. And I love. It's incredible.
1: There are a lot of different kind of intentions that I have with the Empowered Human Academy. And one of them is to uh, give people the space that you are talking about to be empowered to be who they are and give them different tools, specific actionable tools to apply to their life. And I want to kind of dissect a bit or or kind of think about and ask you how you present um, and position yourself as an artist, specifically a photographer, with your couples to give them the space to feel comfortable with who they are and how that can maybe translate it into a, like a message to the people listening to this. Like how, how do people feel safe? Like what's a good practice to, to be vulnerable with yourself? Mm -hmm. For one,
2: now I know that this is a journey that we we're all on is Mm -hmm. finding ourselves. Um, And I feel like there's no, again, I think this goes back into like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it kind of thing, you know? And it's kind of the same thing with like, with us, like finding who we are. Like we don't just one, one day wake up and be like, this is who I am. It it could be, but then it's like, okay, now I have to work at it or continue working at at my craft. Like we're our own craft, like we're our own masterpiece. You know, we got to just work on that Um, every single day, no matter what, whether it's fitness, like physically, like physically, mentally, creating whatever it is. We just have to work on ourselves every single day. And even though if you claim like this is who I am or this is who I want to be, you got to work at it. And so when I go into this space with my couples when I'm creating with them. For me personally, I know who I am. And I love that so much. And I love that I'm working at it every single day. Even if some days I wake up or literally on my way to the shoot, I'm like, I don't really know who I am today or I don't feel like myself today, but that's okay because I'm going to trust the process. And maybe, just maybe, the couple that I photographed today will help shine light on who I am and why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. And so- So there's some uncertainty sometimes and that's okay. Definitely, man. I I feel like it's like, and I love it so much because it's part of my branding now where it's like, we go through the creative funks every single I feel like as an artist we go through it so often than like the regular person would. like for me specifically like I feel like I go through a funk like at least like twice a week like and I just love that process because sometimes if I just like ah, I don't know who I am today I'm like but who do I want to be or like what do I want to do you know and then I start thinking about like the end goal of like well this is what I like visually like I visually see myself creating with Will Smith how can I work at myself today to get me a step further to that Mm -hmm. And so I think for all of your listeners who are listening um, in terms of like feeling going into a space where like I make my couples feel like themselves every single time, that's my challenge that I give to myself. It's like, if I don't like, if I don't get them to be like themselves because we all enter a room and it's like, sometimes we feel like we have to put on a different hat because you're like, Mm -hmm. what kind of room am I entering kind of thing? You know? But the minute that like, I see like, one of the partners just like completely be like either a goofball or just like whoever they are. Like, I'm like, that's who they are. Like, even though I've only known you for an hour, I know that this is probably what you do on a daily basis. when I'm not here at that point. That's where like, okay, I can, I I completed that task. I made you feel comfortable in the space for you to fart in front of me, um, laugh or do whatever it is that you do on a normal basis. And that feels really good to me. And so I feel like for your listeners one thing is that you have to be yourself. No matter what, any room that you enter, you have to be confident in yourself. I know that comes with time. And again, practicing on yourself every single day, you know, whether it's like sitting in like in front of your mirror, just practicing like with yourself, just how you are going to present yourself when you enter a room? Like for me, again, I have that I don't give a fuck attitude because I generally don't give a fuck. And (laughs) I, I mean, I say like funk, because again, my, my son is now like a sponge and catching up to everything that we say. So, yeah. so funk is kind of the alternative funk. But that's kind of the mindset that I have is that I know that when I go into a room, any room that I enter, I'm going to be myself no matter what. And even came down to at one point, you know, when we sent emails together, some people would put warmly or sincerely. And that's always like what I was taught in school where if you were writing a formal email to your boss or whatever, you have to have like warm regards or best regards or whatever. I mean, I'm like, that's not who I am. Like, even though like, yeah, this is a business that I've created. I want to make sure that I'm most authentic to myself first Mm. and the people who want to vibe with me, want to funk with me. Then at that point I know that I completed my task at being true to myself and by being true to myself, I know that I'm able to, whoever comes into my space with, I'm creating with, I know that they're going to give me their all and their most authentic self. At that point, we just vibe so well to where we're just ourselves
1: the entire time, where they just feel comfortable, like we've known each other mm-hmm. for so many years. Mm-hmm. You know? because, because by you being authentic, it allows them to be authentic. And when we see other people shine a light on what we really want, it, it allows us to kind of move further towards realizing that for ourselves. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah.
0: This this whole series it got kicked off because they just working and building this academy around the idea of empowerment. What does that mean for for you when you when you feel like in this empowered space that you hold for yourself? What does that mean? Who is what what is what is empowered, Chewy? Empowered, Chewy. Confidence. That's the word that I think of when you
2: mm-hmm. say empowerment. Uh, for one, confidence is the most it's the sexiest thing like mm-hmm. ever it's just if even like again i photograph couples in their most vulnerable state like Mm -hmm. naked in the desert wherever wherever senior (laughs) like they're just naked and it's just like them and myself my camera and we're just creating art totally and it's you know it's a beautiful thing but it's like if you don't feel confident in yourself like like how do you expect someone else to Mm -hmm. like you know we can only i can only like you know push you to a certain limit you know in terms of like hey like cheer you on to like for me i never enter a room trying to persuade someone to take off mm-hmm. that's never the intention for me for me the challenge is to always create a space where people can feel confident in themselves mm-hmm. um and so whether it is you have like scars like whatever it is where i photograph so many different couples where amputees uh, deaf couples people who have stretch marks so they just like tell me so many things like usually before a session i'll tell them like okay like do you prefer a side before we get started just so i'm aware of like usually like i feel like a lot of people have like a side for some reason yeah. that, that side's the left side but for, uh, are you on the right side this isn't
1: yeah facing
2: this way on so okay. my right side right side yeah so for some reason the most popular one is the left side that's usually mm-hmm. where, like something like oh the left side is my, my good side so i'm like okay cool so what i do normally is they tell me what their, left, like, what their best side is, and then I photograph them on the opposite end. So I'm like, if you feel already confident in one side, let me shine light on the other side.
1: Because
2: hmm. your chest is beautiful on the other side as well, too. Hmm. I shine light on that, and so when I deliver the gallery to them and I show them that their other side is just as good as their their side that they usually prefer, it's like, cool. They, this level of confidence just kind of goes up.
1: Hmm. And
2: then go back to like social media, and when I post their images, their story onto my little online museum is what I call it. And they see so many people just hyping them up or just seeing that whether it's I'm posting an amputee on there or somebody that shows visible, like, you know, scarring wherever it is uh, for whatever reason. And then people are just like, they just look past that and they just see like how mm. much love happening in this space. Mm. And it's like, man, like, you're right. Like none of this like matters, like whatever. I, I have to love like who I am and like the body that I've been presented with. And if I don't like it, I should probably make a change for it. Like, and the beautiful thing about like the f- photography that I do is that a lot of my couples they'll book me like a year or even two years, which is insane. Like I never thought that someone would book me for a session two years in advance, but they do that because they're like, I'm on this fitness journey. So I know that by this time I'm going to be mm-hmm. fit. And I know that I'm going to look good. And I can't wait to have like my ass photographed by you to do this. And I'm like, man, like, that's a beautiful thing. So, like to me, that feels really good because I've, I'm able to finally have that, that moment in that journey in terms of like photographing them at their very best, you know? Yeah, that's, and that's awesome. And that's what the word empowerment, or that's what, like when you mentioned empowerment, confidence is what, that's what came to, to my heart.
1: Well, and I feel like even I I felt a sense of confidence in your journey when you do have those lows where you're like, I'm confident that this is a part of my journey and I'm going to get through this. And there's a sense of like, I don't know what might happen next, but I'm confident that it'll be good. Like that's what you, that's the essence that I, that I see in you is this like grounded rooted confidence that kind of uh, is is with you along your journey, but, and then that's beautiful because you, you use it to allow um, and give space and create space for your clients to, to find their confidence and feel confidence as well. It's a really beautiful combination. Last question. What do you know for sure? For sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Man. Okay. So what I know for sure, is this like in terms of like with myself, with anything,
1: any- anything, you can take it however you want.
2: Okay. Immediately, what I thought of when, when you were talking about confidence and how I've presented myself as being confident, that's not always the case for me. I may be confident with my voice because I know what I want and I know that I'm not going to stop until I get it. The couples that I have photographed in the past, they even like moving forward to with the couples that I have coming up, they've inspired me so much because for me, I'm not confident to step in front of the camera and do what they do do what I do and photograph and have someone else photograph me naked in this state. Why? Because I've, I've let myself down in terms of getting this dad bod that I never thought in my life I would ever have. I've gained weight. I have stretch marks and every day I look at it. And I'm like, this isn't where I want to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it worked. It just all worked out, man. It's, it's so amazing how this world works and also kind of going off of, you know, your, your question of what you mentioned earlier, like how the world and like my art goes into it. I feel like the the world always opens different opportunities for me. Uh, you just have to look for them, you know. Mm. So when you told me that this was the day that we were going to schedule our, our call together, it's funny because I've actually like, I mean, for me, like I love getting tattooed. Obviously, I'm heavily tattooed. Mm. At one point in my life, I wanted to be heavily tattooed where like my neck would be tattooed. The back of my head would be tattooed. Eventually, hopefully, if my wife lets me the entire head. But until then, we'll, we'll see. But I know that I've always wanted to get my chest done. Obviously, with gaining weight, the, these moves, or I call, I call them the quarantine titties. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been, I, I want to feel confident mm. being in front of the camera not being scared to like get my photo taken at whatever angle and knowing that I no longer have to stretch my shirt out because I know that someone's going to take my photo. Um, I want to be able to sit however I want to sit and still be able to look good in a photograph without just being like, damn, like that's really how I look or damn, that shirt was like a little, it was hugging in the wrong areas that I didn't want. And it even came to my attention when my wife told me, Hey, like, you know, for the longest time, she actually wasn't on board with the steamy photos that I was taking like at all. Um, until like you know she actually got to see it firsthand and she understood she understands now and so she actually told me like hey like I want to take some photos like that of us before I give Mm -hmm. birth to our son and immediately my palms started getting sweaty they get sweaty now just thinking about that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because I'm like I'm not confident I'm not at the stage of my life where I want to be in terms of that part of my life being confident Mm in that I'm confident in other areas and I feel like I, I excel at like presenting that to the world, but no one really knows, like other than you guys now and you know <laughs> whoever listens to this, uh, as to you know what what I really feel inside. And so I I actually met with a tattoo artist who is going who I've looked up to for years. Um, I actually used to work with him prior to even becoming a photographer and artist. Who I just scheduled my entire chest to be completely tattooed, mm-hmm. and so that actually. Uh, gave me like the confidence and, and me knowing for sure that, okay, this is going to take some time for me to like build out this entire piece. That's going to like, essentially go into my neck that I have some, I have some work to do. And I know that, and and that's what I know for sure is that uh, I want to be able to feel confident in myself and be able to be in front of the camera and present myself in this way that if I'm able to do that with my couples, why can't I do it for myself? And so that's what I know for sure that over time and especially like my birthday is in December. So I know that by December, I want to, I want to have this image of myself of this different level of confidence for me, not for anyone else, but for me. And so that's what Mm. I know for sure.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I love that your, your gut response to that question was something that you knew that you wanted. I see that as a consistent theme Throughout this this conversation, re- returning again to the statement, like I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to do it. I hear like I hear a lot of certainty around like not necessarily the specifics of a thing, but like you know you know what you want, and you've listened for that, and you are doing whatever is appropriate in the moment to pursue it, and that's a beautiful thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for showing the human side behind Chewy photos. And yeah, you're a brilliant artist. Whoever's watching this, check out uh, Chewy on Instagram and check out his tattoo work and his photos. Your nude, uh, your fine art nude artistry is just incredible. And you've actually taken photos of us uh, nude. So that's been really, that was a really special experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time, for your (laughs) heart, for your art. And the world is better because of you. And uh, we're just so grateful to know you and have this conversation with you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been an honor. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys.
2: All
0: right. Love. Bye. Bye. Y'all, the whole point of everything is to open up ourselves in all the fullness we are made for, and then to create, create, create with everything that is real and true and bright. That's the work of a life. That's what we're working on. And you're here because you feel that for yourself too. And we believe in you completely.
1: Thanks for joining us this round. And hey, for every conversation in this series, including this one, we've assembled a downloadable set of notes, table questions, a journal prompt, and some action steps that you can use to bring the energy and the lessons of this conversation home to your own life. Head to our podcast website, empoweredhumanacademy.com. Hey, thank you for being here. Now, get out there and do something that feels exactly like you. We will do the same. And for us, that includes bringing you the next conversation. We cannot wait. Have an awesome, awesome day.
0: This podcast is the work of Lightward, our company, named for that toward the light direction which informs every single thing we do, including money. Which means, like everything else, the way we earn revenue as a company is not based on industry norms. It's based on what feels deeply right and aligned by passing through the door that feels like it has more behind it, not less. And the way we keep this podcast going is all Lightward it's pay what feels good. It's an exchange of value between you and us. We're keeping conventional podcast advertising totally out of this. Here's how pay what feels good works. We give you this episode because it feels good to do so. And then you consider, honestly, what number of dollars this episode is genuinely worth to you. I do not care if that's $3, $1,000, or literally $0 and a heart emoji, as long as that trade genuinely makes your day better. The energy there is the entire point, and that is what we're building our business on. No advertisers, no selling your attention, just you and us trading value in a way that builds us both up. So whatever the number, when you're done listening, head to empoweredhumanacademy.com and hit the pay what feels good button. We use this policy across our company's work, and I'm excited to bring it here to the world of podcasts. This is us voting for the world we want to see.